I encourage you to read the talks once again and to ponder the messages contained therein. I found in my own life that I gain even more from these inspired sermons when I study them in greater depth. The basic pattern is to identify the fundamental doctrine or principle that's being taught, find any invitations associated with and related to that doctrine or principle, and then also recognizing the promised blessings if we act in accordance with that invitation. Welcome to Words of the Prophets, a podcast where we discuss the latest talks from the General Conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. My name is Todd, and today I have with me my daughter, Aaliyah. How are you, Aaliyah? I'm doing excellent. How are you? I'm doing very well. I'm wondering if you have any invitations that you would like to update us on. Yes. Um, one of them comes from Elder Bednar, and he's talking about waxing stronger in humility. Um, I've also been doing a lot of research on meekness from Elder Bednar Talks, so I'm kind of lumping meekness and humility all into one, because I've been focusing on that for a couple weeks now. Um, And it's been cool to see the impact, um, uh, just like if I get annoyed with a person for doing something, I just think, I can learn from them, and then all of a sudden I'm not annoyed anymore. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Lots of of cool things like that as I try to, um, you know, stop comparing and give just be be willing to learn and love people awesome that's amazing i'm so glad that that's going well for you i thanks for sharing that um we also have today rivka and burke rivka how are you i'm doing great awesome so are you working oh i'm excited to have you and so is everyone else who listens, as we just <laughs> discussed uh, off the air. Oh, um, we appreciate your presence, Rivka. Um, what uh, invitations are you working on right now, Rivka? Oh, well, that's good that you just gave that build up so I could just like crash it right down. We just <laughs> finished a two-week vacation and I was just sitting here thinking, I don't even remember what I was supposed to be working on. I don't know. I'm supposed to have this new (laughs) conference. I'm pretty sure I said something an episode or two ago where I was like, this is the thing I'm going to do. I can't remember what it is. So there's real life. We're going to get into this general conference and hopefully I'll be directed by the spirit to know, uh, you know, to answer the question, um, is it this, right? Wonderful. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I love it. Thank you for the honesty. And Burke, how are you today? I am doing great. Fantastic. Tell me, have you worked on any invitations lately? Yeah, so I'm continuing my invitation from last conference to um, write down a follow-up on promptings I receive in sacrament meeting. And nothing to add on that, though. And then the other one that I had just before conference started was to study uh, Jesus, the entries about Jesus Christ in the topical guide and all the scriptures connected to that. And I'm continuing on that. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Well, I am working on old invitations um, to I'm to immerse myself in the scriptures, really. So I'm trying to finish Jesus the Christ by the end of the year. Um, I went a lot slower on that than I expected, partly because I got really caught up in like commentaries on the New Testament. So <laughs> I, I sort of like would read those and not read Jesus the Christ. And then I'm often reading the scriptures on a treadmill and I found that I cannot adequately concentrate to the little bit of concentration it takes to keep my feet moving forward and not fall on my face 
is enough to make it so I cannot read Jesus the Christ on the treadmill. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That book is so dense and so intense and so has so much vocabulary and everything that I just, I just can't do it. Um, So I really have to set aside time for that. So working on that. I was going to say, it's interesting you say that because when I had the prompting to do my topical guide study of Jesus Christ, this is the same thought I had is, but I listen to the scriptures while I drive and this isn't going to work. And what the spirit said was, well, going to have to add some other time. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you both shared that because that triggered in my mind the memory of the thing I was going to do that I was going to work on. Oh, good. <laughs> Which is studying the the in depth the book of Hebrews and the book of Revelation, and I've totally been doing that. I Great. just forgot. I, I mean, I hadn't forgot I was doing it. I just forgotten that was one of the things. So Rivka's yeah. so spiritual and committed that <laughs> no, she forgets that all the ways in which she is not. spiritual and committed. <laughs> no, that's not Amen. true. <laughs> Miss fake news. Okay, uh, I love it. <laughs> Snopes found that to be false. Just <laughs> my memory. No. <laughs> I, uh, uh, yeah, I'm still in the book of Hebrews, but it's been. Man, am I learning some stuff, some really cool stuff. So good. That's what I've been doing. Awesome. Well, share it with us anytime you feel so inspired. <laughs> okay. Um, so in addition to that, I'm reading a chapter of the Book of Mormon every day. I have um, in the app, I have it set up so it reminds me every day and I check a little checkbox. I've, again, I'm going to hit the same thing I always hit. Everyone has been down on the checkbox lately, but I love the checkbox and it helps me to keep doing things I need to do on the path of my duty. So I love the checkbox every day. Yes, I read a book of Mormon chapter. <laughs> and then I've been reading a book recommended by a friend of mine who also listens to the podcast. Shout out to you. You know who you are, who recommended Elder Holland's book about the names of Christ. I think that talk mm. that inspired that was two conferences ago, but I've been enjoying that as well. So I'm just immersing myself in the scriptures. That's the invitation I'm continually working on. So, okay. Um, Drenching myself. That was the word. The elder um, president, whatever his name is, the young men's president that I forgot now, Lund maybe, um, used. Drenching myself in the scriptures. All right. Today, the talk we're going to discuss is Abide the Day in Christ by Sister Amy A. Wright, first counselor in the primary general presidency. And guys, I have to say, as I've digested conference and I've re-listened to it again now, which is people are always like, how did you do it so fast? It's actually not that hard if you're listening on 2.0 speed and skipping all the songs and prayers. It really doesn't take that long. <laughs> True. Um, I think this might be my favorite talk. Um, I've really liked it. And going through it again, I, I liked it even more. I just thought it was so amazing. And I'm really looking forward to hearing what you guys have to say about it today. So let's start with Rivka. Rivka, what was your fundamental doctrine? I'm sure you marked multiples, but I'm giving yes, you I the did. choice. You can pick any one you want. Okay. Well, you know what? This is the one I'm going to pick then. Nourishment happens daily. That was wow. my... Concise. My, I, wrote, yes. I wrote that one down too. <laughs> that was my... The fundamental message in this talk for me was the the small daily consistent things and their um, the effect that the buildup of that provides. That's amazing. Um, tell me more about that. <laughs> 
Well, from the talk, she, uh, the location of the talk that that is found is after she has shared about her diagnosis of cancer and her worry. Am I going to die? Am I going to live? And the Lord just telling her everything is going to be okay. And the reason she realized, um, or the reason that that answer gave her peace, it's going to be okay no matter what happens. Um, she said, then suddenly every fiber of my being filled with absolute peace. And I was reminded we did not need to hurry home and teach our children how to pray. They knew how to receive answers and comfort from prayer. We didn't need to hurry home and teach them about the scriptures or the words of the living prophets. Those words were already a familiar source of strength and understanding. We didn't need to hurry home and teach them about repentance, the resurrection, the restoration, the plan of salvation, eternal families, or the very doctrine of Jesus Christ. In that moment, every family home evening lesson, scripture study session, prayer of faith offered, blessing given, testimony shared, covenant made and kept, house of the Lord attended, and Sabbath day observed mattered. Oh, how it mattered. It was too late to put oil in our lamps. We needed every single drop and we needed it right now. Um, and then, uh, so she's, it, you know, it's just kind of in reference of that. She's tells us that nourishment happens daily. That's when it should be happening. So it feels sometimes like living the gospel can be overwhelming. There's a lot to do. There's a lot we're supposed to become <laughs> where we feel inadequate a lot of the time. Um, and I loved her reminder that, that nourishment happens daily. It can happen daily as long as we're just doing the seemingly little things, the, the big eternal effects will happen. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Um, all that stuff you just read was my fundamental doctrine. Oh, Rivka. I robbed it. No, that's Okay. <laughs> And maybe this is why one of the reasons why it's my favorite talk is because this part was so personal to me. So I don't know if she's continuing to undergo treatment, but it certainly to this point, she has survived her cancer diagnosis. Uh, I've discussed this before, but for those who maybe haven't heard or who joined us recently, when I left on my mission, my mother was healthy. Two months later, she started feeling poorly and six months after that, she had passed away from cancer. So it all happened very suddenly. So she did not survive her cancer diagnosis. And this section of the talk really just made me so grateful for all the oil that she filled our lamps with growing up. And if I try to remember, like, you know, now this is, she passed away 26 years ago. I haven't, you know, so I, I haven't been able to speak to her in that whole time. So if I try to remember specific conversations or moments or testimonies, I'm not even sure that I can pick many individual things out. There's maybe, you know, a few um, important memories there, but it's a lot more about the cumulative effect that her life and her testimony and her teaching had on me. And just to keep adding a little more context there, um, you know, my stepdad would go to church every week, but I wouldn't say he was what you would call a typical faithful sort of um, uh, fully active member. He, he would attend, but his heart was sometimes not always in it. Um, 
And then my dad had his membership withdrawn back in the old days. We called that excommunication and hasn't been a member since I was a child. So my spiritual nourishment, my daily spiritual bread and the filling of my lamp with oil as a child came from my mother and everything that has happened since then, not only did she fill it enough to get through that adversity still with faith in our family, but it has sustained me and um, propelled me throughout the rest of my life on into the lives of my children. I think Aaliyah would echo that even though she has never even met her grandma, she feels the influence of her faith um, to this day. Would you agree with that statement, Aaliyah? Absolutely. Yeah. So this part just a hundred percent, I felt it in my soul and I hope that I have done the same with my kids and that one day looking back, um, they'll, they'll feel the same way about us and that their lamps are full. So I really loved it. Um, Aaliyah, let's go to you. What was your fundamental doctrine from this talk? Um, well, I'll just add to the nourishment happens daily. That was one of the big things I wrote down and she's talking about it in context of Mount Carmel, um, which is a mountain range in Israel. And, um, there's a footnote, there's a lot of footnotes, like really long footnotes in this talk. And there's a footnote that talks about the science, which honestly, even after reading the footnote, I still don't really get it, but it says the nearer the area to the sea, the better are its prospects for dew fall. Um, and so the only reason Mount Carmel is green is because of the dew. And the only reason there's dew enough is because it's close enough to the sea. Um, and so I think that as we are putting in, you know, efforts into our lives, whether that's spiritually or temporally or, or mentally or whatever, um, the closer we are to the sea, which in this case would be Jesus Christ, the more effect those efforts would have. Like if we, if we were doing all those things away from the sea, then I don't know how much of an impact it would actually have. Um, but because we can be close to the Savior, then he makes that do enough to nourish us. Beautiful analogy, Aaliyah. Um, do you remember being up on top of Mount Carmel in our trip I to do. Israel? Yeah. Yes. Did, did anyone talk about this? I don't remember them discussing this at all while we were up there. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. Or we weren't paying attention, maybe. But um, (laughs) (coughs) so, yeah, I just thought that was a beautiful analogy. And looking out from the top of Mount Carmel, you know, a lot of where we were on that trip, which we are so grateful for and we are so privileged to take, was like desert and arid and dry and hot. And we were drinking water all the time. And this was like a beautiful green, lush valley. Um, you know, as you look down from the top of Mount Carmel, so just so different. And to take that analogy, just one step further, Leah, mm-hmm. as we stay close to the sea, the savior, you know, the spiritual desert that just surrounds us, um, won't have an impact on us. We can remain in this lush valley full of the spirit, even when everything around us is just completely spiritually arid and dry. So and I will add the greenness was used to make food. Like it was like a patchwork of like farmland. 
Yeah. And the footnote mentions watermelon. I, I'm sure there's other stuff too. And so we can produce fruit in a literal desert. <laughs> yeah. If we, you know, have daily nourishment. Closest. Right. That was like the, um, the bread basket of Israel, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So you don't need floods or thunderstorms of spiritual experiences. You don't need these huge, massive revelatory experiences all the time. Like those are amazing and they often are anchors for you. You need that daily tiny amount of dew to just keep everything lush and beautiful. So, all right, Burke, let's go on to you. What was your fundamental doctrine? All right. So kind of a two-part one, but one here is a quote um, from the end when they're talking about the parable of the virgins. This is right at the end of it. It says, watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. And then the next paragraph says, President Dallin H. Oaks posed the following thought-provoking questions in relation to the coming of the bridegroom. Quote, what if the day of his coming were tomorrow? If we knew that we would meet the Lord tomorrow through our premature death or through his unexpected coming, what would we do today? Unquote. And I've never been someone who likes that whole idea of, you know, live every day like it's your last day. Cause I'm like, well, you can't do that because if you know it's your last day, like you don't go to work, you can blow money, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> right. But this is a little different. It's what if today was your last day and tomorrow the savior, you meet the savior and he says, okay, what did you do yesterday? Right. And so if you look at it that way, then all of a sudden what I would do with my last day is probably not any different than what I did. Because, I mean, if we're living right, there shouldn't be any difference between those two things. You should be living every day the Savior wants you to live it already. Now, I'm not saying that I'm absolutely doing that, but all of a sudden things like going to work, providing for your family, spending 15 minutes studying the scriptures, answering a question one of your kids has about a scripture, those things all become very much more important. So yeah. I really like that that's kind of the, the central. And you've already talked about it. This just echoes what you already said. That's a, Burke, a beautiful tie into the last talk that I really didn't put together until just now. But, you know, if the Savior came to the pioneers at the end of the wagon line and said, well, what did you do yesterday? They would say, I just kept walking towards Zion. That's what I did, you know, yeah. and that's. That's all he wants from us today, right? Is just continuing the path of our duty day by day. And then when you look back over the course of your life, it will add up to a, a beautiful tapestry of, of faithfulness. So I mixed metaphors there, but hopefully you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, hopefully I think we have enough time for each of us to go through one more quote here. So Rivka, what was another part of this talk you wanted to highlight? Um, how about this? Jesus Christ makes it possible for us to abide the day. Abiding the day does not mean adding to an ever increasing to-do list. I think that's an important statement. This isn't, she's like, this talk is not another thing you add about another thing you need to add to your list. Um, and then she says, think of a magnifying glass. Its sole purpose is not simply to make things appear bigger. It can also gather and focus light to make it more powerful. We need to simplify, focus our efforts, and be gatherers of the light of Jesus Christ. We need more holy and revelatory experiences. Um, and I really like that image. Well, the magnifying glass, once like I got the image of little kids frying ants with magnifying glasses <laughs> out of my head, because genuinely that was the first thing that popped into my head. Me I was like, too. no, that's not what this is <laughs> yeah. about. But this um, this idea that there is this light 
available to us from the Savior. And if we can get that light focused in our lives um, through the holy and revelatory experiences that she's telling us we need more of, then um, that's a very, I just, I always love anything that's like, here's the thing. I'm not telling you to add something to your list. Probably I'm telling you there might be some things you need to clear out of it Mm, and simplify. So your focus is correct. You got to clean, you know, your magnifying lens so that it can focus and and distill the light properly. Oh, I love that. Use that magnifying lens to focus on the important stuff. Fantastic. Um, Aaliyah, did you have other quotes that you wanted to pull out here? Yes. Um, oh, uh, my phone did is. I lose Aaliyah. <laughs> can you hear me? I I can hear you. I can hear. I can hear. Okay. Well, um, I cannot hear her. That is quite frustrating. Well, Aaliyah, um, I'm going to move on back to Burke because I can't hear you, which means it's probably not being picked up on the recording. And I'll have to edit this part out later. So <laughs> do you want to start wait, over? I just heard Aaliyah. Aaliyah, are you there I, now? I just, yeah, I saw your little dot turn yellow and then it's back to green. So I, hopefully we're good. Okay. Well, let's go back to you and I'll just cut out that one minute. So, okay. okay. Aaliyah. So are there any other quotes you want to highlight from this talk? Yes. Um, near the very end, um, she says eternal life is eternal joy. And then she says joy in this life right now. Um, not despite the challenges of our day, but because the Lord's helped to learn from and ultimately overcome them. And so I like that idea of joy now in this life, not just being like, happiness or contentment it's like overcoming challenges with jesus christ is joy and i feel like that has been uh very true in my life i feel like if i'm not working to overcome or do or grow or something then i'm really not joyful even if i'm you know even if i have pleasure or even contentment in my life i'm not really joyful unless i'm doing those things awesome joy is doing and overcoming Mm mm-hmm Great. Burke, how about you? Any other quotes from here that you wanted to discuss? All right. So we probably kind of covered this already, but she says right here, it was too late to put oil in our lamps. We needed every single drop and we needed it right now. And that reminded me of a talk given by um, President Monson 20 years ago. And he's talking about his first meeting with the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles, um, where right before they partook of the sacrament, President David O. McKay said, before we partake of the sacrament, I would like to ask our newest member of this body, Brother Monson, if he would instruct the first presidency in the 12 on the atoning sacrifice of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and he wow. says, it was then that I gained a true understanding of the old adage, when the time for decision arrives, the time for preparation is past. <laughs> and that was when the spirit reiterated to me that this was why I asked you to study about Jesus Christ. You need a better knowledge of it. And when that time comes, when you need it, you, it needs to be there. So. Wow. Did you say that was elder Packer who asked him to do that? Uh, McKay. Oh, McKay. Okay. McKay. Cause elder Packer was the one who was in that story of having the guy go up to bears yeah. or, you know, speak three <laughs> times or whatever. He's yeah. like, Nope, that's yes. not enough. Uh, awesome well i honestly thought burke you were going to pick the question section of this um i marked it because you love questions (laughs) 
<laughs> and we're not going to read all the questions, but I really loved the format where she said, you know, maybe your family doesn't look like my family and my family doesn't look like yours, but here's some questions you might be asking. And she quotes a bunch of questions right from the scriptures. Like, where's my hope? Don't you care that my family perishes? And then she answers those questions with scriptures. And the thing that struck me was all of the answers are also questions. Yeah. Um, and so they're not statements directly answering them. They're also questions like, believest thou in the power of Christ unto salvation? Um, so maybe I'll leave it there and just encourage people, hey, go read those questions. I'm sure we've all felt like some of these questions state uh, before in our lives. And the answers are there right um, from the Savior's mouth, most of them, and in the form of questions. So I really enjoyed that. And let's move on to invitations and promises, and we'll go back to Rivka for that. So Rivka, what um, invitation or promise did you find in this talk? Um, the, the invitation that I found, she says, my dear friends, we cannot share our oil, but we can share his light. Oil in our lamps will not only help us abide the day, but can also be the means of illuminating the path that leads those we love to the savior who stands ready with open arms to receive them. <clears throat> so the invitation is to use the oil that you've collected to share his light. And then the blessing comes in a scripture that she shares right after that. Thus saith the Lord, refrain thy voice from weeping and thine eyes from tears for thy work shall be rewarded and they shall come again from the land of the enemy. And there is hope in thine hand saith the Lord that thy children shall come again to their own border. So, I mean, that's that particular blessing sounds a little specific, but I think the thing is that if, as you collect this oil through your, you know, daily nourishment and you use that oil to help, um, share his light with those that we love who are on the path or who may be struggling either way that they will, um, that light will help them to come to the savior. And so our awesome. work will be rewarded for doing that. That is a, a beautiful blessing. And it, it was a little specific, but I think it can apply to us as well yeah. as you as you rightly did. So great. Let's go on to Aaliyah. Any invitations and promises you wanted to highlight? Yes. At the very end, she gives a promise. And then what I highlighted as an invitation. So I don't know if they're explicitly connected. Like if she's trying to connect them, but I think they do work anyways. So the invitation is um look to jesus christ and live and then above that the promise is tears will dry up broken hearts will be mended what is lost shall be found concerns shall be resolved families will be restored and all that the father hath will be ours Um, and i really liked the concern shall be resolved because i think um more than you know broken hearts or or families or tears what it, you know, affects me maybe more than those is having concerns and those will all be resolved in this life or the next. And so looking to Jesus Christ and living is kind of what ties in all of those. Awesome. That's a great insight. I think concerns are high on the priority list nowadays. Lots of people concerned mm-hmm. about things. So thanks for pulling that out. And Burke, anything else you wanted to add to those invitations and promises? 
Well, I really thought Aaliyah was going to pick this one, but she says, we need to simplify, focus our efforts, and be gatherers of the light of Jesus Christ. Mm. I just say that because many times in the past, that was Aaliyah's goal was to simplify. Yeah. I love it. This is true. Accurate. (laughs) And I think it is something we should all do and continually strive to do. So thanks for sharing that. Yeah. And then she says, right after that, we need more holy and revelatory experiences. And even though that sounds like an invitation, I think that's the blessing. Oh, turn that around. I like it. And they don't, again, have to be massive, you know, earth shattering uh, visions or anything. She's talking about these daily, small incremental experiences. So I love it. Okay. Well, that was a great one. I really loved it. And the next one we're going to discuss is called, Sir, We Would Like to See Jesus by Elder Robert M. Danes of the Seventy. Okay. In the meantime, you can get a hold of us on social media at Words of the Prophets Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or Words of the Prophets Podcast at gmail.com. So thanks for joining us today. And until next time, keep the faith. If we teach by the Spirit and you listen by the Spirit, some one of us will touch on your circumstance, sending a personal prophetic epistle just to you.